I have to admit something right off the bat here. I am suffering still from a Disneyland hangover. We went at the early part of the week, myself and the two kids, and we had an amazing day. It was awesome. But I'm still waking up not feeling quite right. <laughs> I keep, I inherited my mom and grandmother's Norwegian bags under the eyes and I keep waking up and it looks almost like I've had this allergic reaction to something. And maybe I had an allergic reaction to all of the money I spent at Disneyland or to, I, I don't know, it could have something to do with the gazillions of grams of sodium I ate with the the hot dogs and the churros, the sugar, and then the, the sweets and the salty. But we had a great day. Don't get me wrong. It was fabulous. But, oh my goodness, my bags. I can't get rid of these bags. I can't get rid of just the the feeling of, that was a lot. I feel like we hit the holidays already. And coming back up from it has been difficult. If you're watching while you listen and you see me on YouTube, you'll see that I've got my Mickey ears on. These are actually Santhers, my 15-year-old son who insisted on having ears. But he only wore them for about mm, maybe three minutes. And then this these are the original chin strap ears. He didn't like the chin strap. He didn't like anything about them. So I insisted on wearing them the entire day. So it's somewhat of a statement to show myself and others how ridiculous you look if you wear anything from Disneyland after the fact, after you've been there. And I was kind of trying to prove a point. So I keep uh, wearing these. My kids are also suffering from the Disneyland hangover and their behavior has not been awesome for the rest of the week. And so Sandler hates when I change up my look. So if I have anything else going on aside from a side braid and uh, a cap on my head, he loses. It makes him really uncomfortable. He doesn't like change so much. So I keep wearing his Mickey Mouse ears trying to make a statement and also just to irritate him because uh, this <laughs> this house is just a little wonky after the Disneyland experience. I'm Nikki Lynn Chase, and this is my podcast, Adult Chicken, and it's about navigating life's unexpected. These are my stories. This is my journey about being a mom to two special needs kids. So maybe the ears on my head beg the question of why would anybody go to Disneyland this time of year? I mean, other than the obvious that they it's Disneyland and they do Christmas right, just like they do everything right. It's a magical experience. And what happened in our house is that the Elf on the Shelf was a little bit, well, he came in a little hot this year. He came in on December 1st with uh, a couple of gift cards for the kids to use at Disneyland, which is how Sandler got the ears. And then he also brought three tickets. And I I helped him a little bit with the tickets because I happened to know a cast member who was able to get us uh, three passes to Disney. We don't go to Disney unless we have a little bit of help in the ticket department because it's so expensive. But we happened to get gifted uh, a few passes. And so I shared those with the elf to bring to my kids. And I thought that was great timing on uh, Buddy is the name of our elf. So I thought it was great timing on Buddy's part because we were going to go when it would probably be less crowded. And <laughs> and we did. The problem with that, now, honestly, this is going to sound very violent. I'd like to throat punch the person who came up with the tradition of Elf on the Shelf. 
and even harder I'd like to throat punch myself for uh picking up on that tradition and making it a tradition in our home because the stress involved um the epic highs of when buddy comes and shows up and does something right and the epic lows the look of disappointment when buddy does something disappointing or not quite as good as yesterday it's a very pressure infused holiday tradition and I've grown to almost despise it. I think it's one of the <laughs> most difficult things to keep up with in the world and the emotions that he brings. Now, I like the idea behind it because one of the only traditions I honestly remember from my childhood other than holiday fighting amongst the family members was an advent calendar. And I think the elf on the shelf represents a modern day advent calendar. But of course, with social media, all the moms had to outdo the other moms and make it bigger and better. And as much as I always say, I'm not competitive and, oh, these silly people, I'm, I don't care about social media. Oh, I got glimpses of what people were doing. And I kind of whispered in our elf on a shelf's ear and I might have suggested some things to him. He got into bringing gifts the last year and that was that actually pissed me off. I couldn't believe that was something that he thought was a good idea. And when that happened, the kids would get really excited. And then then the expectation for the next day was just over the top. And like everything, I always constantly talk about, I have this built-in amnesia. I forget what lessons I should have taken or learned from the past. And I just come up with new things for the next year or the next day or what have you well elf on the shelf is no different so he shows up this year with on december 1st with tickets and gift cards to disney so we went we went on tuesday and like everything that has to do with the holidays nothing is as it appears you know disneyland is a wonderful event and we have the best time ever every time we go but it's also not relaxing <laughs> I mean, it's it's not relaxing for me. Sandler is a flight risk. Sandler is what in the special needs world we know as an eloper. And he takes off. And I have always, forever, ever since he started moving, I, I, there's this sort of death grip on his forearm because he just goes and it, it, he gets one track mind and he just takes off. And Disneyland is not any different. I always have to write my phone number all over his body and uh, make sure he's... (laughs) If if anybody, if there was ever a kid designed for that backpack with the leash, it's, it's him. And it's always been him. And I remember one time in particular, we'd gone to Disneyland and we'd just gotten there. We always do open to close or as close to both as we can because I want to just exhaust them on it and we don't have, therefore we don't have to go uh, in the near future. You know, we can kind of go get it out of our system. But anywho, we just gotten there, walked right in and he sees a character and I can feel the wind behind me. I feel him just dart. So I just reach back behind me and go for the forearm because it, that's, it's just my instinct. It's, it's my parental instinct with my runner. <laughs> I grab his arm and I look back only it's not him. And I'm like, Oh my God, I just grabbed some random kids 
forearm. And I'll never forget the mom's, the look, it was a, it was a mom and a dad and, and this child and the mom looked like she was going to knock me out. And I totally understood that. I would have done the same thing. I would have had that same look on my face. And fortunately, I think her husband must have noticed I happened to have a, a special Olympics hat on at the time. And I just couldn't apologize enough. And I said, I am so sorry. My, I, I thought she was my son. And fortunately, Sandler wasn't too far ahead. I got, I got off. I didn't get hit. I didn't get attacked or anything, but it was, it was just that, that fear. And I have that constantly. So the whole time I'm at Disneyland, as much as I'm enjoying it, and I love going and seeing it through my kid's eyes. And Sandler asks the question every time we see something new or that he hasn't seen for a while, he'll ask me if it's real. Like the birds in the tiki room, are they real? The characters, are they real? Is Mickey Mouse the happiest mouse? on earth because he lives at the happiest place on earth absolutely yes going to disneyland is amazing with my kids but it is not relaxing and of course the the financial end of it i don't think for anybody it's relaxing it's terribly concerning <laughs> it's so expensive and we get we get the free tickets but i look at these families and i i stress out for them i'm fascinated by the people i'm fascinated by everybody at disneyland but especially the people that go in the groups and I'm thinking, how much money did you drop on? It looks like a whole year's salary walking around. They've got the sweaters, you know, the Christmas, they've got all the Christmas Disney gear on. They've got the backpacks, the the ears, the this, that, the other thing. And I'm thinking, my kids aren't eating for like two weeks after today. And we didn't even pay for the tickets. Your family must be going like the next three months without food. It's insane. And it's not relaxing. Enjoyable, yes. Magical, absolutely. Relaxing, the furthest thing from. So there's the stress of all of it. And then there's giving into the magic. And then you just kind of are like, it becomes fake money. You spend whatever it takes. And we were there for 14.5 hours. And it was beautiful. It was magical. And it was long and it was awesome, but we were sore, and I was absolutely hung over. Actually, it wasn't even like a hangover. After we left and woke up the next day, I felt like when you would have this big night of drinking and you wake up kind of still drunk or buzzed up the next day, I think I was still Disney drunk the next morning. And fortunately, I had therapy that day, and I had to go to the therapist and just sort of disclose everything. I said, I have really set myself up for failure. I mean, this whole tradition. <laughs> the kids had gotten up that morning and Buddy had a shopping cart full of chocolate. I think that was chocolate day where there were coins and M&Ms and his whole cart was filled. His whole elf cart was filled with chocolate. And that wasn't a trip to Hawaii. That wasn't a trip to Europe. And I thought, are you kidding? You entitled spoiled brats. You just spent a day at Disney and it was stressful. It was expensive. And now this is the look on the faces. So I went and talked to my therapist and he also talks to, to Sandler as well. And he was laughing and I disclosed the fact that I know full well that I signed myself up for this and that it's my fault in this this tradition has been taken to a whole different level that has me set up for failure. So a couple days after Disney, I start just completely losing it. I start, 
I'm waking up and my face is more and more swollen <laughs> under my eyes. I'm just not able to get over it. And I start feeling like the Clark Griswold freakout is about to, to come. I, I feel it in my bones. I feel like I've had that, okay, well, this is going to be perfect and amazing. And then it, it has its hiccups. And then without fail, it ends up being perfect and amazing. And I feel like we had those few experiences in I'm comparing myself to him when he's trying to get the house lit up and then I get to the point where I, I'm over it I'm over the look of disappointment I've had now two days after Disneyland of the kids waking up and not being impressed with Buddy the Elf on the shelf I have had to I've gone through the anxiety and the buildup of I've got this interview on KCRW for Adult Chicken for the podcast and I'm thrilled and excited send the kids next door they play pool I did it I did the interview remotely I was on top of the world it went really well I enjoyed the host so much I enjoyed meeting him of course it was just over the phone but I, I just was excited and the kids came home and they were disappointed and they were like not impressed. And I wanted to share something with them. I wanted, just like when they wake up in the morning and they're excited about what Buddy the Elf on the Shelf has done, I wanted them to share my enthusiasm for this interview. And they didn't care. I mean, nobody humbles a person like a couple of kids because <laughs> they're not impressed with anything that I do. And I start feeling like you ungrateful, little spoiled brats. Do you understand? And in my head, and I'm thinking back to when Sandler had mentioned on the way home from Disneyland that he wanted to write Buddy a thank you. He knew I had helped Buddy, and he said this, but he wanted to write Buddy a thank you. And I had this feeling inside of me of just pure and total rage. And I said to them, I was calling a Christmas conference. We had a pasta making party that we were going to. And after that, we were going to come home and we were going to have a Christmas conference because I felt inside of me like I was about to go over to Buddy the Elf and just snip his arms off and his legs and make it so he wasn't even able to fly and he wasn't mobile. I was getting so angry and it was so unfair because I have created this. I have done all of this I'm the one who's over trying to overcompensate for I don't even know what during the holidays I'm the one that is trying to live vicariously through my children and give them the Christmases I never had in my past which I didn't even know I didn't have great Christmases I was none the wiser until I started processing my past Literally, I thought my Christmases were great. I didn't realize we didn't have any awesome traditions. The only thing that was telling that we didn't have great traditions is I had a lot of uh, friends who were Jewish. And I loved the holidays when it came time for Hanukkah because to me, all of my Jewish friends had very close-knit, awesome families. And that was the one thing I knew I didn't have, but I didn't even know mine was anything different. I just knew... Well, I knew we weren't Jewish. And so I thought that that kind of came with being Jewish. And they got together and they would include me a lot of times in their holiday traditions. But I also know I wasn't, I was excluded because I wasn't family into, you know, a lot of the other things that they did. But I loved the idea of how together their families were. And that's the only thing I really envied as a kid. I, we had things I thought were traditions. I mean, the family fights, those 
I don't know. I didn't know different, but here I am overcompensating, trying to live vicariously through my kids during the holiday time. And I start feeling the Clark Griswold freak out coming and it's pumping, pumping, pumping. My kids are not excited. They're not sharing the thrill and the joy of my interviewing on the radio. They're not sharing the thrill and the joy of anything. They just have this look of disappointment. Like we've done Disney, now what? And I was livid. And thank God we had this pasta making party to go to because it was at a a neighbor's house. And Bootsy and I were in charge of the bread. (laughs) And I had this whole idea in my head that we would go get a loaf of bread. We would get it buttered. We would do the whole garlic thing. I was I was going to do everything short of literally making the loaves my, ourselves. We were going to just get it all ready. And I pictured this perfect holiday moment of mother-daughter baking bread. Oh no. It got to the point I was so heated and I was so angry before we were to get to this holiday party. I sent those kids into the store. And I'm like, go buy the buttered bread. I I was sending Bootsy in to go do it because part of her life school is to go grocery shopping. And they were so nervous to be with me that Sandler was like, I'll help you, Bootsy. I'll come with you. I'll come get the bread with you because he did not want to sit in the car with me (laughs) as I freaked out. So I'm like, perfect. You carry the store card and you go in there and get the goddamn bread for the party. So they go running off into the store. They come back. We go to the holiday party. And it was it was the saving grace for the kids. They were so lucky that I had to behave and I couldn't have my, my freak out. I had yelled quite a bit that day. I was so frustrated. I did a little bit of the mommy walk of shame thinking, I hope no one heard me screaming and yelling at my kids because I was just over it. So saved by the pasta party saved by the pasta Christmas party because it was almost like those t-shirts they put they make for two people that you put fighting kids in and they have to be together until they can get along I felt like that holiday party kind of acted as the thing because Bootsy and I were a team making a pasta making team and we had to put our aprons on one of the the guests brought aprons for everybody to wear so we've got our little holiday aprons on and everything is white and Christmassy, the Christmas music's playing, and it was sort of like a Christmas force to make us get along. All attitude aside, your Clark Griswold almost freak out session needs to be tabled. You're going to make pasta with your daughter. And we did just that. And I'm not going to lie, when they poured, um, they had a whole bar of pomegranate martini mix that they were putting in little shot glasses with rosemary. And there was a a bottle of sparkling cranberry juice for Bootsy. And I just kept filling up my shot glass because, of course, I don't drink. And I don't know if these neighbors are even aware of the fact. They know I don't drink because we go to, quote, unquote, wine night with them. And I bring my own seltzer water. But I don't know if they think, like, I'm some recovering alcoholic. And it, it doesn't matter what they think. But this particular night, so that was just the other night. I'm sitting there and I'm pretending I'm taking shots of that sparkling cranberry juice because I was trying so hard to find my element of calm down. Like I said, I can't calm down with my kids. As much as I enjoy every event, I still have that element of anxiety. Like Sandler at Disneyland. It's just stressful. It's, I, he, I have an eloper. He takes off running. He glazes over and he, poof, he's gone. When I've got, we're, 
we're invited. These are, it's a group of adults. No one else brings their kids. I'm the only, I'm the token member of this group that has kids that go everywhere with me. And this whole house is white. I don't relax. It was a great buffer. It made Bootsy and I get along. <laughs> I had to act like I had a friendly, wonderful holiday face on the whole entire time I was there. But I'm doing shots of cranberry sparkling drink or juice because I just need something to calm me down. I'm also looking around thinking we're making pasta. It's We're making red sauce. Sandler's coming. After we're done, the men are coming here to eat what we're fixing. And all your furniture is white. Your whole house is white. Sandler with red pasta sauce in your holiday home is not going to be pretty. And I'm just stressing, trying to pretend there's mad alcohol in these shots I'm taking. And I'm guessing, because we left earlier than everybody else, they might have had like a, a meeting going, do we need to do intervention for Nikki? Did you see her over there in the corner with the shots of cranberry juice? Like she must have had some sort of crazy drinking problem in her past because she was really pretending that those were shots. So we get home and I had to put the kids to bed and just tell them that we needed a we needed a Christmas conference and it was going to happen. And I freaked out a little bit, but I did it. Fortunately, we'd had quite a few hours in between the the party, you know, from when I left with all the anger and the the Clark Griswold in me calmed down. And I said, "You guys have to understand." Your holiday traditions are so much more exaggerated than everybody else's. And I brought up my therapist, Elf on the Shelf, and Sandler validated what what I was saying, which was it simply goes around and does what it's supposed to. It watches for good and bad behavior and reports to Santa Claus. Yours happens to bring bonus gifts. Okay, your life is very different. It's very special in comparison to others. But you can't take that for granted and you need to appreciate each and every moment of it. And it was a teaching moment. And I think I got across to them because the following day when they woke up and the elf had spelled out love with dominoes, it was so well received. And I'm sure they were not impressed because it did not, it paled in comparison (laughs) to tickets to Disneyland. Today's special edition is along the same lines of the holiday hangover. Um and or the Disneyland hangover and it has to do with with the podcasting because it was something else I had discussed again at therapy because I was telling my therapist that podcasting is like parenting it's it's a lot of work and people think I just hop on here run my mouth which which I do do that but there's there's a lot going. I have to wake up at four o'clock in the morning to do it. I have to, that's the only time I'm going to be alone. That's the only time it's going to be quiet. The mic picks up on everything. I'm going well into the the time I'm allowed to do this now because I can hear airplanes. I can hear different various noises. But I was telling him that it's a lot of work. And, you know, to get somewhere doing it, you've got to put in the work, you've got to put in the time. And I don't necessarily have that because during my kids awake hours, they are so demanding of my time. And there've been a number of times I thought, I don't think I have anything to offer. I need to throw in the towel and then whoosh, something will happen. I'll get a text from somebody that said, oh my gosh, that episode touched me or it did this, that, the other thing, or 
I'll get so much out of it. I'll get this incredibly cathartic, therapeutic moment out of it. And then there are all these highs and then there are these lows. And I really feel it when I'm in the lows. And I think I'm going to give up podcasting. I'm not going to do this. And I had the awesome opportunity to get an email from KCRW, the show called Greater LA. And I was elated. I'm reading it. And the kids are in this bickering fight. And I'm like, stop fighting. Get this. I've been asked to be on Greater LA. And again, no one humbles me like my children. They could have cared less. Just like when I told the kids that there was a, a sighting, somebody recognized me. This was my moment. I was recognized at the bank. And Sandler said, can we go to McDonald's? I'm like, do you understand? Do you understand? I was recognized. And then I get this invitation to be on this show and I explain it to the kids. They don't even know what a radio show is. They don't know. They don't know if it's something different from Spotify or Pandora and something other than their horrible taste in music. They don't know. They don't listen to talk radio. So I tried to just enjoy my moment on my own. And then I got an email that said they were going to have to reschedule. They do it at a later date. And I thought, oh my gosh, my first instinct was to reach out to a friend and say, I don't, I think they listened to an episode and decided, oh my gosh, what were we thinking? We need to cancel her. My friend said, I don't think they probably would invite you on without listening first. So I think you're okay there. And I said, well, that's logical answer. (laughs) But instead I needed to kind of get out the invisible bat and beat myself a little bit I was still on my come down from being in the LA Times. And so we, while we were at Disneyland, I was really just, I was thinking about living in the moment. Carpadia, what you preach to your kids constantly, live in the moment. And you can only control what you can control. Like give in to you're at Disneyland. Stop worrying about the money. Stop even though kind of hard but stop worrying about the money stop worrying about everything enjoy the moment because this moment this you are making memories as much as you're going to make fun of this and talk shit about it you're making wonderful beautiful memories you have now a new holiday tradition the kids will never forget this trip to to Disney and I walked out of we walked off of a ride and it was dark and it was a full moon and there was a, a big star in the sky and in you know Disneyland it, all of a sudden, it's got music that comes from like the trees or from wherever it comes from. All of a sudden, I hear when you wish upon a star. And I'll be, it was probably a planet because it was very bright, but I look into the sky and there's the full moon and the brightest star ever. And I made a wish. And to, we were going from that ride to the parade. And <clears throat> I sit down and I open my emails. I had to check my messages and I open my emails and the interview is back on for KCRW. Greater LA. And I freak out and I'm like, you guys. And I didn't want to tell the kids until the actual interview had happened that that's what, that was the the thing that had happened to me at Disneyland. I had this magical moment, just like you and the characters and meeting everybody. I heard that song. I had such a moment. I made that wish on that star, planet, whatever it was. And I had a moment and it came true. I literally sat down seconds after that And there was the email that the interview was back on and it happened this week. And right at that moment, my kids started fighting and then the interview came out and my kids were fighting again. And I'm like, please just let me have my moments. They're few and far between. 
And when they're big, they're so big and beautiful and awesome. And the interview came out and it happened. It, it was live on uh, Thursday. And it was such a magical holiday miracle for me that I got to be on that. I was so honored. And if you get a chance to catch it, you'll have to listen to uh, Greater LA on KCRW with Steve Chetakis. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but what an incredible host. What a great person. I mean, he was just an incredible interviewer. He had so much compassion. He was so genuine and gentle. And uh, I hope you get a chance to listen and enjoy. Please tune in next week for my kids and my holiday special edition. And like, follow, share, subscribe. You can find me at adultchicken.com as well as Spotify and Apple Podcasts at Adult Chicken. Also, adult underscore chicken on Instagram and YouTube adult chicken. For those of you tuning in on YouTube, please enjoy the video of our amazing Christmas trip to Disneyland.